Yasmin, we are joining the ranks of Metallica, of Drag Race, of um, uh, who else? People that have had live shows. <laughs> There's a lot, and I couldn't think of any more. But we're going to be doing the live show. We. I thought you were saying we're going to start a Drag Race band, and I was like, I mean. I mean, that would slay. be amazing. That would be slay. a slay. Um, yeah, we have got a live show. We're going to be IRL, annoying people in real life, getting up in your face. It's going to be so cool. So we're going to be doing a um, live record of We Were Black. And I know we've done it before at festivals, but this is going to be dedicated to us. There's no time limits. There's no plugs getting pulled. People haven't plugged things in. It's going to be about We Were Black. Yeah, because I feel like at events, we only have like a certain amount of time that we can hang out with people. And this is like a dedicated night for people who like us, listen to our podcast and want to come hang out and be our best friends. And there's going to be loads of entertainment, loads of stuff happening. We'll be doing a DJ set. It's not going to be just all about us. It's also going to be about emo culture. So if you are a fan of rock music, alternative music, metal music, emo, whatever it might be, and you like to have fun, come along. And if you hate fun, still come along. Exactly, because so do I. <laughs> and so and so there we go. Yeah, it's going to be the best night ever. But anyway, if you want to get tickets, head to Signature Brewery's website. Tickets are available on there. And get them quick, because I they will go quick. So make sure you grab some. Welcome to On Wednesdays We Wear Black with me, Sophie Kay and Yasmin Suman. Hi, that's me. Hello, hello, hello. So today we are back again. We haven't done an emails episode in ages. So we're back to answer your questions, reply to your social media comments and just chat about what you're chatting about. Yeah, we are, we are here to take your questions, your answers, your comments, your hate we're we're here <laughs> your your hate mail we're ready um i'm quite excited it's been a minute i love when you guys send in messages because we have a little gossip don't we do the kids still say hate mail yasmin i always assumed that was a thing that you get like actually in the post i'm pretty sure that it's just your impact your millennial impact on me i hate it here have you ever sent or received a letter that wasn't like official um we were like written sat down pen and paper written somebody a letter yeah i had a pen pal when i was younger did you because yeah, i had no friend <laughs> oh no i had no actual friends oh, no! no that makes me sad where was your pen pal from from australia do you still speak to them no <laughs> they realized have... i was crazy did you fall out with your pen pal yeah, do you know how awkward it is falling out with a pen pal, having to wait like five days for a letter back for them to be like, fuck off. You got ghosted by a pen pal. <laughs> no, she told me to fuck off. What did you do? How old are you? Right, I need to know the details of this story, please. I was seven and I was seven. That's how you know it's bad. I was seven and I just kept sending her mail being like, we should be friends and and clearly just annoying her so so this wasn't a pen pal you were somebody's stalker no i wasn't a stalker she we we were part of a pen pal program and it was fine at first then i think i got annoying oh you sent too many letters maybe yeah was i a stalker oh no yeah maybe Mm. okay um this is on wednesdays we were black and we are starting with our emails yasmin do you want to begin with some social media chats 
Sure. So um, I was going through our messages and mm-hmm. someone wrote in. Um, I can't actually say their name, so I, I am really sorry. But they have wrote in and said, you guys forgot the one thing on the etiquette video, uh, on the etiquette podcast, the etiquette. Let me try that again. Episode. You forgot one thing on gig etiquette. The ridiculous tall people being at the front and us small people having to ask them to move. I disagree. Uh, I, I think if you want to claim your stake, you got to get there first, regardless of height. Yeah, that's 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 tough, isn't it? And, uh, Depends how stool, small. Normalize allowing people to bring step stools at concerts. Do you know what? One hundred percent. The way if I was if I was short, Yasmin, the way I would bring one of those, you know, those step stools that they sell that grandmas use to reach the top cupboard. That. The top shelf in the cupboard. Yeah, yeah. The little plastic folding ones that 100% I would be stood on one of those. Wouldn't it be so hot to be at a gig and see the most handsome or beautiful person you've ever seen in your entire life and they're quite small and then they just whip it out their back pocket. It's a step stool. I would be, my basement would be flooded. The fact that they, so I'm a planner and I like prep and the fact that they prepped and planned would be attractive. Yeah. 100% like they thought about this and then that's going to start a conversation like easy yeah I respect like, normalise it, normalize it. that I is a genius idea sell band merch especially bands who definitely have smaller fans like scene queen fans yes. I've never met a scene queen fan who's tall find me a scene queen fan who's tall hi short, me short bit you're not included short bitches okay. love scene queen I think she should start selling pink step stools at concerts I'd buy one ten, I'm ten here for one. it I'm here. I am here for it. I am here for it. Someone else has uh, sent a voice note, actually, and they and I love when people call you out. So this is okay. Can we play it? Can we play it? Um, no, because they say some stuff like they they talk about other things as well, and I'm not sure if they want to share that. But um, are they a friend of yours? They're not. Fr- well, everyone who listens to this podcast is a friend of mine, but their name is Simon, and they sent in a voice note. And was like they told they talked about some other stuff, but my favorite thing is when they when people roast you along with me. It's my favorite thing. You shouldn't do this to Sophie IRL. I will get mad at you, but I do like when people are play along with our silly little games. So, so they're roasting so, me. All right, Simon all right, Simon. Simon. Voice note. It wasn't even a roast, but it was funny. Simon sent in a voice note and was like, um, "I love that when Sophie talks about music, like new music in the news episodes, that she goes into her radio presenter voice." And I- we did that in the news episode. We spoke about that. I knew uh, that would come back up. Yeah, I don't even realise I do it, to be uh, honest. It's so funny. Because I'll just be there like, yeah, music. And you'll be like, this week in release. <laughs> I can't help it. It is so inbuilt in me, in my soul. In my soul. Like. <laughs> in my soul. That's how you know soul. you're good at your job. That's how that's that's how you know Sophie's good at a job. Um yeah. Ooh. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. Thanks for that. Simon. Simon What else, <laughs> what else came up? Um ooh. oh I recently saw Beartooth for the first time a couple months ago mm-hmm. when they opened for Pierce the Veil and they were incredible. You guys make my day. I hope you're both doing well. Thanks, Lauren. That's Thanks. so nice. Do you know what? We got so many messages about that Beartooth episode. So many messages. It People was, got really emotional with it. It was intense, but I mean, it was a really good episode. I'm very proud of that episode. Um, yeah. A lot of love for Caleb Shermer, obviously. 
Uh, a lot of love for Caleb Shomo. I love that man. Um, uh, even though I'm gay, I love that man. Uh. But uh, I d- if you're not a Gen Z, just to let you know, it's Yasmin's doing that Gen Z weird thing where they stick their tongue out and go, eh. Um, that's, I don't know, I don't know what it is. But yeah. Oh, more social media questions. Another another bare tooth one. Amazing interview, amazing work. I love you two so much. You're doing so much for the scene, and I'm just dead proud of you both. Thanks, thanks guys. Oh, Make sure you buy really tickets. S- if you're fucking proud of us, buy tickets to go see us at Signature Brew. Yes, get tickets. Get tickets for your friends as well. Like Please. it's just I don't everybody come down. Imagine me all alone. Signature <laughs> Brew. So if you're bullying me, come bully me back. So this one says. Um, they want it to be a question anonymous. Okay. I haven't pre-read these emails because I'm not great at prepping. So I'm just going to read it as it came through. Me and my partner, girlfriend, fiance, future wife need your assistance, advice, help, tips, tricks, ideas, info, opinions, thoughts, feedback. These all have slashes in between them, by the way. A lot of things. Okay. A lot of things. We're both in our 20s as well, so around 24, 25 from the UK. Oh my god, same age as me. Hey guys! Hey! It's your people. Okay. Basically, I love the fact, Yasmin, that our listeners feel that they can share shit with us. Because I we're do, all friends. And I also worry that, like, <laughs> have we overshared that much that people are like, <laughs> let me sh- overshare as well, just so you feel comfortable, because we share too much. Um, right, okay, go on. So basically, my partner has... And we cannot laugh at our listeners, Yasmin. I'm not going to laugh. Okay. We're not going to kink shame. I'm not going to kink shame. Basically, my partner has like this weird fixation, obsession, slash fetish, slash kink for belly buttons, slash tummy, slash tummy button, slash navel, slash innie, slash outies. And she specifically has a fetish for my sticking out, aka sticky out, outie belly button slash tummy slash button slash navel slash where my belly button sticks out a tiny bit and I don't know why I was born with my belly button sticking out and I don't know if it was down to a hernia or if I was just naturally born with an outie anyway she wants us to do lots of things all over it to it on it and play with it in different ways specifically with her wet tongue by licking my belly button so I'm not laughing so she also wants to suck my belly button she wants to lick on she wants to nibble it um she wants to do belly raspberries on it and eat things off it and ice cubes on it um and this person says i'm really self-conscious over my outy belly button because of how sensitive it is and because my belly or tummy tummy is ticklish in general I, I don't know if I'm this being is satire or not. I'm so sorry if this is a genuine issue you have. But this is the question, Yasmin. I don't know if I'm being silly or overreacting over my belly button being an outie. I want to learn to love my tummy and my outie belly button, but I just don't know how to. Also, I want to know what the best ways um, I could do. What are the best things I could do all over her belly button for playtime? Her innie. I, so I can make raspberries on her belly as well. If I could stay anonymous, that would be great. God, God. And I think this there, is, God? I think this is, uh, this is uh, somebody who's male. God? I assume. Is that you, God? What did I do wrong? What did I do wrong this week? 
I said no fetish shaming, Yasmin. I'm not fetish shaming. No kink shaming. Why he has given me my strongest battle yet? I. What the fuck? I'm so sorry. Yasmin. I'm so sorry. You I'm were holding so it together sorry. up until that point. I'm Yasmin. so sorry. I can't Yasmin. stress enough how I'm so sorry. Listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna make you feel better. I'll tell you some of my kinks. I love being slapped. I love my I love someone spitting in my mouth. I like being choked. I like being told that I did a good job validation mwah, mwah, mwah. um i, like I didn't need to that. know all those things i didn't need to know any of those but things I just but need okay to establish that i also have kinks i've 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 not heard of a belly button kink personally maybe it's to do with the fact that an outy belly button kind of looks like a penis or like a head of a clitoris like you know maybe that's it maybe it's like a little tiny penis uh maybe it's like the 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 sensory feeling of it because like you'd get raspberries blown on you when you were a baby um, weirdly when you asked for ideas I thought you could put like chocolate on their tummy and like eat it off and like kind of sensual you know I think uh, this person wants ideas for the for them to do to their partner's any belly button yeah put some chocolate in it okay however I have many questions for you how did you know you had a belly button fetish what does a belly button fetish involve do you suck it like what well no it's all in there did you not hear I do but like why why i think that's the question with most fetishes though no slapping is like i like pain belly button is like i'm just why do you like pain though because the receptors in my brain that complicate pain and pleasure get mixed up and i think oh. that pain is pleasure right so like Trauma. scientifically that makes sense i need to understand the logistics behind having a belly button kink like what do what do belly button piercings do for you is that like a pierced nipple so I don't think we withouties can get their belly button pierced, but I've got I've got something I want to say, Yasmin, and I'm going to make it boring because that's what I do because I'm old, right? Okay. If it at any point is painful or uncomfortable for you physically, don't be afraid to say that because you love somebody because belly buttons are really really sensitive i hate having my belly button touched are you sure um, this isn't like an innuendo for a clitoris or something no i genuinely like i get it but i think it can be weird being fetishized i think you should definitely have com uh, confidence in your stomach and in your outie because everybody looks different and that is cool but if at any point you feel uncomfortable with it don't be afraid to say even if this is somebody that you want to marry I made it boring. And I know, I made it boring. Naval fetishism. Are you searching? Yasmin's now got their phone out and is searching this. I think Alvinophilia you have is a partialism in which the individual is attracted to the human navel. It was the most popular fetish search on Google. Stimuli. There you go. It's a thing. Sexually aroused by a variety of stimuli. Wow. Licking applying body lotion honey chocolate whip i'm telling you foods ice well this um, is what this person's girlfriend's already doing all the food and the ice uh, fiance dancing have you tried that but how do they grow confidence in their outie i think personally just me here i don't have a belly button fetish but i do have other fetishes that are fucking weird and what i would say is embrace it if if someone is that passionate about a part of your body they're not doing it to make you feel good they're doing it because they think it's so fucking beautiful and that in itself is a beautiful thing and i think if you are someone who 
is insecure about a part of your body, the best thing the best thing is when someone's like, Oh, I fucking love that part of your body. I love that part. I I slept with a girl once and I was like, Are you sure you don't mind my pubic hair being a bit long? And she's like, No, it's hot and I was like, Whoa, what whoa <laughs> Really? <laughs> I didn't think that. Oh my god. So I would say embrace it. You only got one life. Exactly that is true. Every little thing about you. Even your outy belly button. Yes. Um Yes. I don't know. I have a weird thing about... I I have a weird thing about dating people who have a fetish around something about me. I don't know why. Because people Mm. fetishise us for our skin colour. That's probably why. I think that's probably why. So I'm probably a bit like on edge. Like, are you sure you're comfortable? Are you okay? Fetishise me because I'm emo. Like, fetishise my tattoos. Fetishise my legs. I've got thick thighs. Okay, so... Come in! Sorry, this has turned into me being gay again. Um, Would you like to share some more emails? Um, yes. Hi, We Wear Black Gang. Big fan of the podcast. In a recent Ask Ask Me Anything episode, Sophie mentioned that you guys tend to focus on issues you guys can speak to directly. This got me thinking. In the future, have you any plans to bring in guests with experience around specific issues in the scene? Um, I know you talk about men on mental health, but maybe some different types of people like we've fucking tried i want to say this now (laughs) everyone that you think we should bring on the podcast we've emailed them we've emailed their managers we've emailed their touring managers we've emailed their booking agents we've emailed their pr we've emailed their uk pr we've emailed their us pr we've emailed their record labels they said no because they are what scared of bad bitches no i don't know why they said no but they said no we've asked We've asked people to come on and talk about trans issues. We've asked people to come on and talk about sexual yeah. assault. They don't want to. <laughs> people are scared. So the stuff we talk about, um, I think a lot of people are scared of talking about because they're worried that um, they're going to get, get cancelled or yeah. say the wrong thing. And people get so afraid of it. And so a big shout out to everybody who has opened up or come on this podcast or talked about issues. Um, and I'm specifically talking... Caleb Shomo, I'm talking Craig Reynolds from the Downbeat podcast, people who were really open with us because I think in this day and age, people are just scared of it. I know, I know. And you know as well, sorry, um, for me, I've decided I'm just going to start bullying people to come on our podcast. Are you scared? Are you scared of a 5'3 emo TikToker? An emo <laughs> TikToker. You're the most scary people, Yasmin, because I you was can, born in 1999. Grow up. Grow up. You're scared of me? Me? Wow. Is it because we're brown? No, Yasmin, is you cannot say that. You cannot go out saying that. Oh so you don't God. want to be on our podcast because I'm This gay. is why you terrify wow. people. This is, if people listen to this, this is why they get terrified. This is why they get terrified. Well, you know what? Come on the podcast if you're not homophobic. <laughs> <laughs> you're not scared. Come on down. Do you know what? Um, we had another email here, which I thought was quite powerful. And it, they were saying about you know when we talked about uh people wearing um black metal t-shirts whilst they're actually listening to i prevail <laughs> and this person is saying they saw a tiktok ages ago they couldn't find it but it was someone wearing a t-shirt from a band of somebody who'd been convicted of possessing child sexual abuse imagery and the last line i love it was Black metal is a mess of a genre. I don't think um, anyone can deny it at this point. Um, 
but there are genuinely lovely people involved with many bands being anti-fascist fascist what a beautiful thing to say because it reminded me the other day my friend um lilith she posted a so she's starting a band and um she one of her i think it must have been the guitarist posted an ad being like we're looking for a a black metal drummer and (laughs) the first reply on this ad forum was wow there's no need to be racist what about white drummers wow wow that's hilarious of course black metal and racism go hand in hand i'll give you credit but no not like that do you know what yasmin i'm going through our emails and i wish i'd pre-read these before why um because i'm just reading through these now and um they're pretty intense a lot of people are really open about sharing their sexual experiences with us which oh my god tell me i'll tell you my sexual experiences i had someone bite my clitoris recently i also like i've realized i'm gay realized i'm gay like i know i say i'm gay but like i'm i'm a lesbian like i thought sex with men was meant to be bad and then i was like oh oh Oh. wow congratulations yasmin yeah it took like 24 years to realize that sex is meant to be enjoyable it took a woman giving me an orgasm to be like oh well 24 years is actually um pretty young i know some people realize they're they're 40 so yeah so well done i'm i'm happy for you who want me embracing yourself (laughs) i'm happy that you're embracing yourself in your full identity and if any lesbians listening to the podcast want to hit me up no i'm kidding i'm kidding i'm kidding I'm kidding. But if you see also, me on Tinder, don't don't be afraid to swipe right. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm quite um, in the mind frame of, and maybe it's because I have seen so many friends go through so many different eras of their existence. I'm quite a believer that um, also nothing is hard and fast with with certain topics, and you can you can evolve you can be bi and then you can evolve and decide that no i am not bi i am gay and then whatever people want to do it's some cool. people think they're gay and then realize they're bi you just don't know you just don't know Life sometimes throws it's your curveballs person. baby it sure does um so congratulations to this person melody who is telling us all about the fact that they have realized they're trans and they slay 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 they realized after we dating a melody? trans porn star melody is it Melody. That's a really beautiful name. I didn't hear what you said. Something about a porn star? Uh, so Melody was dating a porn star and that's what helped her realise that she's also trans. Well, bloody slay! Mm. I feel like putting yourself out there can help you realise a lot about yourself. I started having sex with women and realised I actually like women a lot more than I thought. Um, women! We also got um, Kat in, who's from Australia women. and was really um uh what's the word feeling a lot of feelings about the discussions that we've had around cj from thy art and same same babe same so cat actually has in fact i i love the way cat writes uh, i'm just gonna read one line here how fucking dare that prick from thy art is murder use his social media to display such disgusting view on transparents um i am the very proud mother of an amazing trans son and this kind of shit really sends me wild so i love that shout out cat shout out cat clapping i love that i love when when it's really nice to see parents going hard for their kids like because yeah. you know not everyone's parents really support that 
Um, but I'd love to see that. Thank you for being an amazing parent. Yeah, a lot of people have reached out to me since we did that episode talking about it. Really? Um, and everyone wants to know what I think, how I feel. And I will say this, like, everybody has a right to an opinion. Everybody has freedom of speech. But if that opinion infringes on other people's right to exist, mm-hmm. then it's not really a, a opinion. It's you directly forcing how you feel onto other people. Becomes hate speech, which isn't cool. Yeah. Also, like, if you're in a band, I'm begging, I'm begging you, I'm begging you, please log out, log out. I feel like if we, if this podcast doesn't work out, Sophie, we should do a side hustle and just become social media managers for bands because I, oh my god, so yes. many bands, so many bands. I would just log out, just just open settings, log out, please. This is like 100%, but the problem is bands are just so stubborn. They're so fucking stubborn. Um, of course they are. They make heavy music. They think the whole world revolves around them. You've got to be a certain type of person to be in heavy music. You're either someone who's very vulnerable and very soft and very in touch with their emotions, or you're a bit of an egotistical prick. And to do the jobs that we do, to do the jobs that bands do, I think a lot of people are quite narcissistic in their way of thinking. 100%. And I think that's why we get on because we're probably just obsessive about music and just want to talk about it lots we're so. best friends i Yay. love that one time i said to sophie sophie you know you're my best friend and she went yeah you're one of my best friends but you're not my only best friend and i went oh you're my only best friend i think that is a gen z thing to call people bestie i honestly do <laughs> you like I have other friends, you fucking loser. Didn't your brother say the same thing to you, like the day after, though? What? That that you're my bestie. Didn't you call? Didn't you call your brother your bestie? Yeah, and he said the same thing. What the fuck is wrong with you guys? (laughs) Gen Z's. Um, Okay, so this one I really like. This is from Abby from America. Oh my god! Party in the USA, Slay. I'm so sorry. And. Basically, Abby is saying that you bullied them into sending um, an email because you were so firm with it on last scene. Oh, thanks, Abby. Sorry. Abby said, <laughs> I, don't have much, I don't have much to say other than the fact I love the podcast. Um, I don't have many friends who listen to punk or metal or emo or rock, but listening to you two talk makes me feel like I'm part of a music conversation with friends. I love that, Abby. Bestie! Thank you. This is the you point. Are, you are our best friend now. If you want, let's talk music. So this person said, actually, this one said, Earlier this year, Avenged Sevenfold released their newest album, Life Is But A Dream. It came at the time of faith deconstruction for me and the song somehow articulated the very complex feelings I've been having towards the religion I was raised with. I don't give, it didn't give me any aha or light bulb moments to help me, but put my feelings into words. But the album somehow made me feel understood. Do you have any albums that you that have given you that same experience of feeling understood. Love you. Ah, what a question, Abby. What a question. I think every rock fan has, right? What a question, yes. Um, What's the albums that make you feel understood? Mine are really, like, they're so of their time, like, specifically Mm. affected me at the time they came out. Yeah. What about you, Sophie? Yeah, because it's like the songs that happen whilst you're going through something, right? I know. For me... Yeah. Holy Hell by Architects came when I lost someone in my life and it was like, it was there, it was a very nihilistic album and it put a lot of things into perspective about death and I was like super like, I I was like, oh my God, 
I was having an existential crisis and it helped me get through that and be like, mm. death is death is okay. Death is an open door. Death is not defeat, you know? Um, and then Tonight Alive's The Other Side made me more comfortable with my queerness when I was 14 and more comfortable with my own mental health and being not okay. And I genuinely owe a lot to Tonight Alive for that album. And then probably Disgusting by Beartooth because it's Beartooth and I love Beartooth. But also that album came out and that was probably the heaviest thing I'd listened to at the time. And it changed my whole perspective on heavy music and what heavy music can be. And yeah, I fucking love those are my albums. These are my ladies. They're so cool. I, I would say mine, um, the ones that stand out to me are more songs, not always albums. But Opeth Watershed, but the song I used to listen to most was from Ghost Reveries. And it's called Hours of Wealth and I've got lyrics tattooed. They haven't spoken what it's about, but I was going through the death of my mum and that song, when I was in that place of being absolutely lost, that song just, oh, held me. I feel that I get the biggest connection to albums when I'm in the darkest times in life, Same. like when I'm going through the biggest stuff. And so... <clears throat> I was straight was... out the psych ward when Tonight Alive dropped the other side. I was, I was bumping it. In the middle of a nervous breakdown, I'm telling you now, the album I used to listen to on repeat was The Blackest Beautiful by Let Live. That 100%. album, like, that there's just lyrics. Like, Jason is just singing the most intense lyrics. Like, I don't I don't want to be here. All these awful, like, painful um, lyrics that he was singing just spoke to me on such a deep level. But then also, um, what is that? What's the album? I can't remember what the album's called. From Amity Affliction the one that's got let the ocean take me and it's a journey of an album and it starts with like oh it's um well the album's called let the ocean take me so the album is called let okay okay it's the one that pittsburgh is on it's the one where he stands yes the cliff, right and it that album spoke to me in such a deep way because i loved the journey that was taken from the start of the album all the way to the end and how things just got better now that was released in 2014 and i think what was really powerful for me about that one is i'd never seen anyone speak as openly about mental health in a way that i related to so closely as joel did and so the the music just meant so much more everyone rates chasing ghosts but i think let the ocean take me is their best album uh, hands down yasmin Genuinely. that album Genuinely. has oh it has not an bangers album. But La Dispute, uh, I think it's like King. Oh, what's the song? There's two. It's the Can I still get into heaven if I kill myself? I don't know why I went into Kermit King Park. That, that, <laughs> that song. That song. Yeah. Ooh, did amazing and also terrible things for my mental health. But yeah. Do you not find though that sometimes when you're in the worst place, albums like that become repetitive? And you can just listen to over and over and over again. They're safe. They're safe. Yeah. And it's like someone Autism understands Autism brain, you. Sophie. I Autism know, brain. Yeah. It's that safe. Is, that is, it is truly safe. And Whoopsie. you just feel so heard. Mm, mm. You just feel so heard, like listening to it. Yeah. What What other emails have we got, Sophie? Okay. So going to the one of um, this email here, and then we'll leave this as our last email. This one was sent in from Jen, who said they'd listened to our episode where we got very emotional on the news episode. And they said, are you interested in doing a deep dive or talking to Mina Caputo um, about trans issues in the US? Who's Mina Caputo? So, oh my gosh, Mina I, is I, as a trans person, am so uneducated. Like, it's embarrassing. So, they um, did this amazing film called the sound of scars and have you heard of the band life of agony 
Yeah. So Mina Caputo, in Life of Agony, went through quite a public transition. And um, when I say transition, I don't know about details. I'm just saying like a public um, evolution, shall I say, instead of transition. And imagine being, so like Mina was born in 1973, so they're 49, but she had to go through that publicly with the rock crowd. So we need to watch that film actually and talk about it because I think you'll find that quite inspiring. And so will I, obviously. So will I. Ally. Ally. Um, because I think there's something. I it was two. Th- that was it. So in 2011, Mina Caputo, Mina Caputo came out as transgender, mm. um, and I won't say her dead name, but it's really interesting that Mina did it in 2011. Mad in it. Mad. Like. That was. Have you seen the documentary uh, "Most Hated Man"? Most hated man on the internet, and like that was about people posting yeah. porn pics and stuff. That like and how toxic it was in that era, and that was 2012. And Mina came out as transgender in 2011, and we have to watch that documentary. So I think that's a really good suggestion. Um, and yeah, she's she's a trans role model in so many ways. Mm. Um, to give it a listen uh, and a watch yeah yes that's a good suggestion any more messages on social media we got a message that uh, another Caleb Shamer message people really loved that episode someone said um so hi both Sophie and Yasmin hello uh I just wanted to say thank you for that Caleb Shamer interview especially the last line from Sophie we're glad you love yourself Caleb because we love you too it's something I've been struggling with as a man and trying hard uh, and trying hard to get better at it made me cry in the happiest way thank you for everything you do thank you that got me all emotional got me all emotional stop it i'm gonna cry that was very sweet thank you i'm glad you enjoyed the episode no Um, that's so true isn't it so it's it's because sometimes you don't realize how loved you are um i think there's a line in this is another album that speaks deeply to me anything from city and color but there's a line in one of the songs um that dallas green sings oh god i can't quote it directly but it's about how your biggest party is when you die oh my god yeah and it's like people show all of this love at a funeral and all of these people turn up but a lot of the time where are those people during life and so and i think it's because sometimes people forget to show love so you're probably more loved than you think the last message that i've got is um Hmm? (laughs) it's actually a really sweet one well it's just I want to clarify something. So, hey, Yasmin, you were saying about recording on your phone at shows and it made me thought of when I came up to you at Trees and said hi and you said that you were working. Sorry if that came across as rude. I just want to say I'm always working because I'm insane, um, but you can always come up to me at shows. Like, people get so anxious coming up to us and saying hi. Um, I am always on my phone. Either I'm on my phone because I'm chronically online or I'm on my phone because I'm working. You're not disturbing me. You're not disturbing me. Someone came up to you at Trees and said hi and you went i'm working no no i what happened was they were like <laughs> hey are you okay and i was like yeah it's lovely to see you i'm really sorry i can't chat more i'm just filming these things but I, uh, if you okay. see me again you know make sure you say hi um, okay 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 but i don't want anyone to think that they can't come say hi to me you can always come say hi to me 
Yeah, always go say hi to Yasmin. Yeah, unless I'm crying over there too, then give me a minute. And you can always come say hi to me. I am generally, generally friendly. Generally. Generally. Do you know what? I'm least friendly with the people I know really well because I can be myself. Yeah. You can be an arsehole. That's what you can be. (laughs) And I'm a massive arsehole. Um, Thank you so much for all of your letters and your emails and your sex stories and your messages. Um, It's been very, very appreciated. It has. It really has. We love hearing from you. Keep sending in your cues and we will give you A's. They probably won't be the A's you're looking for, but we, we're we here. Um, um, and we obviously have our signature brew gig in November. And we also have something very, 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 very cool in November that we can't talk about. But when we can talk about it, you'll know because we won't shut the fuck up about it. But probably yeah. the biggest thing that's ever happened to a rock podcast in the history of big things happening to rock podcasts. The biggest thing. is going to be happening. If you want to see us in November and you live in London, come down to Signature Brew. You can get discounted merch. You can hang out with us. And I mean, I personally wouldn't, but you know, I appreciate that you guys want to. <laughs> come down to Signature Brew because that's where you can see the podcast in real life. Normally what you hear is quite edited. You'll get to see it without any edits. Um, you might get to cancel us. Who knows? Um, also, <laughs> also, uh, Don't forget that that night we'll also be doing a DJ set so you can stay, have some drinks. It's going to be a nice hangout. It's from 16 plus as well. So you will need to bring ID so that you can have a wristband to drink. Um, And there's some big surprises coming with that night as well yet to be announced. Celebrities. Watch out for that. Watch out for that. Okay, Yasmin, what would you say your words of wisdom are at the end of this episode? My words of wisdom are... Whatever your fetish is, don't be ashamed I was, of it. As I was thinking of fetishes. As long as it isn't illegal, whatever your fetish is, don't be ashamed of it. Embrace it because there is someone out there who loves it just as much as you. Listen, if somebody wanted to lick my belly button, I don't know if I'd be able to cope, Yasmin. But so you my don't hat have goes a fetish off for that. that. That's the point. Someone does. It's just not you. No, but if your partner who you love has the fetish and you've got the thing that they have the fetish about. You're saying this like you don't have a fetish for sweat. I want you to shut the fuck up. Log out. Log out. I don't do anything weird with it, though. I just sometimes, and it's only my partner, so I'll sometimes just go like that and just have a smell. That's fucking weird. But it's more like just, it's not like a fetish where I'm like, I want to do it during sex. I don't do it during sex. I just like, I just tend to like how my partners smell. Sophie, what's your words of wisdom, you freak? My words of wisdom are um, come see us live. Yeah. (laughs) If you live near London, come see us live because it's going to be one of the best nights of your life. Please Um, don't embarrass us. We don't want to talk to a room of like two people. That's just just us. All right, so if you want to give us a follow, it's at when at we wear black pod on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and everywhere that social media is, or we wear black pod at gmail.com. I'm at Yasmin Suman X on everything, and I'm at I am Sophie K, and we will see you next week. Next week, bye bye. You were listening to on Wednesdays, we wear black. Please rate and subscribe so that we can keep doing what we do. Special thanks goes out to the Nova Twins for the badass music and Wargasm for the killer screams. See you next week.